This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Good morning, Cardinal fans. Welcome to this Thursday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast, brought to you by our team at Innovated Construction, one of the umbrellas, or one of the companies under the umbrella of the Innovated Companies. Our good friend Randy Green has put uh, everything you need for any of your construction services under that one umbrella. Give them an opportunity for your business. The Innovated Construction Arm does new construction, project planning and consulting, residential, commercial, industrial. Land development, design, build projects, new home construction, remodeling, excavating, anything you could need. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured, 35-plus years of experience. He is a second-generation craftsman, and he takes his work very seriously. Our good friend Randy Green and everyone over at Innovated Companies deserve an opportunity for you to check out InnovatedCompanies.com for all of your needs. Excited about today's show? Well, I'm not that excited, um, only because... Um, I've realized that uh, I, I kind of made this realization a couple days ago, and again, I have no nobody has told me move on. I'm moving on from John Carlos Stanton personally, um, and I think it's time to start looking at realistic options. And there's going to some out there going to go, oh, it was unrealistic all the time, and it, that the, and that's fine. You can be that way if you want. All I ask the Cardinals to do is put their best foot forward, and I think they did that. I think what we've come to is the guy just, you know, has his reasons, and it's been obvious to me for about the last four or five days. He, this is all he is trying to pull L.A. into this, which I believe behind the scenes he has uh, successfully done. We'll see what happens. I have my theories based on things that I've been told off the record. Uh, if you read the people that are in the know what they say, and then you just take a little bit of common sense, to me, that's what's going on here. So we'll see what happens. I'm curious to get uh, the thoughts from my good friend and yours on the M4BYADI.com hotline, everybody's favorite Cardinal fan, Benji Molina. What's going on, pal? Hey, Jimbo. How are you guys doing over there? Hey, I want to tell you something. Yes, sir. When you, when you just said that about moving on from Jan Carlos, I was the first one to go, yay. I just couldn't say it yet, right? <laughs> but, but, man, it's about time. I mean, seriously, if it happens, believe me, guys, if it happens, we will be the most excited people in the world. But as it's looking at, like Bobby Evans said, the GM for the uh, Giants, he's a GM. He ain't not, not going to bullcrap anybody, you know. He said, we have a, a trade in place. We're just waiting to, to, you know, to come back, and we look very positive to get him. That's what he said. Then Derek Jeter said, no, we haven't 
we haven't had anything. We don't have anything in place yet. We'll let you know. I'm like, so who we got to believe? So whatever, you know, like you said, moving on, man. I like other guys too. Way many other guys there that we can help our team. So let's move on, man. Yeah, and I'm not mad that we're still on it. I mean, it's just, again, this has nothing to do with any of that for me. I'm trying to be realistic. I mean, I'm looking at this thing going, again, I know – like, you know, we've had the opportunity to interview Craig Mish. I think it's pretty obvious to everybody out there that he has been a, a source for us uh, behind the scenes, um, not really sharing anything with us that we're not sharing with anybody else. The truth of the matter, though, is here's a guy that's in the know. He's been very honest from the beginning with everyone. He'll tell you if something is fact. If it's not fact, he'll tell you if it's opinion. The reality of it is somebody tied in that close to the situation I promise you, he does. He knows things that he hasn't said because he's been asked not to reveal them. And if he's telling us we're the th- we're in third place in a two-team race, <laughs> it, it's time for us to move on. That's my opinion. And again, um, I, I think, I'm not going to speak for Craig Mish, but it sure seems to me like I agree with him 100%. If there was any, yeah, chance, if there was any chance he was coming here or San Francisco, why hasn't he accepted it? He is doing all of this in an effort to get to L.A., and you know what? That is his right. He has earned that right. It, he is not wrong for wanting to do it. I don't care what any Cardinal fan says. I'm not going to boo the man. He Listen, I said it before and I'll say it again. He signed a deal to stay in Miami, and now Miami is coming to him and saying, we want to get rid of you. So guess what? I'm going to do the same thing. I, he's going to do what you or I would do. He's going to do what's best for him. Okay? Sorry, but that's the way it is. So I have no problems with the guy. He can do whatever he wants. There's other options out there for us. My concern is only with the St. Louis Cardinals. In this whole thing, all I wanted them to do was take their best shot and not be a token. That obviously is not what happened here. We have it on good authority. They offered a better package of prospects and offered to take the most money. That's all we could ask our organization to do. I'm very confident that we will now turn our attention and move on to other players, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. Are you excited about that, Mr. Molina? I am, man. I'm being excited for dropping that Stanton talk, man, for so long. I mean, it's not... Like I said, and I'm going, I want to make sure of these, that people understand what my point is. If we get him, if we get Stanton, I'll be one of the happiest guys in the world. But the way things are looking, we're putting too much interest in Stanton, Stanton, Stanton. We forget that we can also uh, add a couple more players into our club that can help us. But Stanton, you know what I'm saying? So if, I, if we get him, hey. Well, I'll be the happiest guy, but if we don't get him, I'll be the happiest guy too. I'm the same way. Again, now that I was going to say, let me let me let me say, if 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 Monday rolls around and we have Stanton, I'm not going to be unhappy. I'll be ecstatic. I just don't see it happening. I'm. I mean, I thought there was a, a possibility because I thought some things could roll our way, but they. But the new thing that has entered into this whole thing, realistically, has been L.A. If it is a realistic situation then us and San Francisco are out. And if you listen to Craig Mish's uh, report last night that he did live, to this point, Stanton has, has basically, he hasn't said no, but he has turned in a sheet to the owners saying, these are the teams that I'll, I'll, I'll go to, and neither San Francisco or St. Louis is on it. Now, as he has said, that doesn't mean that won't change. That could change any day. He could go to him and say, okay, I'll accept it now. But to this point, he's only given the Marlins the authority to trade him to certain teams, and neither St. Louis or San Francisco are on it. Now, the reality is that is a ploy on his part. 
okay, because he knows that if he accepts, if he puts him down on that sheet, then he's gone right now. That is a ploy on his part to bring L.A. in, and good for him. Once again, he got the no-trade clause. He can do whatever he wants with it. This is what he's doing. He is trying to he get to L.A. He is trying to get to L.A. So, hey, and again, we're going to move on. I'm excited about that. Before we do, I want to remind everybody, check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. It's our website. You can subscribe to the show, which is completely free. You'll get a notification on your mobile device when it's ready to go, and it'll also be downloaded and ready for you to listen at your convenience. Uh, at twobirdsonabat.com, you can do your Christmas shopping through Amazon. We get a very small referral. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Simply click on the Amazon banner down to the right. It'll take you to Amazon. You're done with us. You do your shopping. We would greatly appreciate it. Our main ask of you, though, is jump in on our social media engagement. We love having you guys be a part of the show that way. Find us on Twitter. We are at Birds on a Bat Show. The big ask from us, go to Facebook. Simply type in Two Birds on a Bat. Find the podcast page like our Facebook page, and then click Invite Your Friends. If you would invite all of your friends that are Cardinal fans or borderline Cardinal fans to like our page, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much. Find us on Instagram as well simply by typing in Two Birds on a Bat Show. Be a part of that as well. Don't forget our friends at lineupmedia.fm. Couldn't do the show without them. They're the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Happy to be a part of what they got going. They take your entertainment time very seriously. I promise you you'll find another good show that you would like. For instance, we're hot and heavy in the blues season. You will really enjoy Blues NHL podcast with former blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former blues enforcer Darren Kimball. They are very candid, very open, and if you want the latest scoop on the blues and if you want the real story, go to Blues NHL podcast. All right, let's move on now. I tell you what, we're moving up in the rotation today because basically we need him to discuss this. It's time now to go to our good friend Mo's algorithm for bow ties and sweaters where analytics meet the eye test. Let's bring in Mo's algorithm. Are you there, Mo? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing today, Jim? Doing really well. You're on with uh, Jim and, of course, Benji Molina on the M4Biotti.com hotline. Um, Mo, I've basically given up. On Stanton this morning, I've I've given my kind of like Benji. Would you call what I said a eulogy? Would that have been a eulogy for Stanton for me? Oh wow, that's <laughs> a big word, man. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that word means. It means but. I I gave him the uh, the the it's over the death the death the the death speech like what you give somebody when they die to talk about him. I feel like the Stanton to St. Louis is dead, so I'm ready to move on. Oh, co- coming from you after you've been digging with this for three years, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's a death sentence for you, man. It's, uh, <laughs> that's what you did. Not me, though, not me, because I always have my plan A somewhere else, so, you know. Well, so now, hang you, on. Yeah. If you know anything about me, I've always got a plan B, so I'm ready to move on to plan B. That's that's what this is all about. There's I was no, remember what we talked before, Jimbo, there's no plan B, C, or D. It's, they're all plan A. Well, I like that. That's a great way to put it. So you're right. Let's move on to plan A. So plan A for me, um, and again, this is my conspiracy theory based on knowledge and based on a little bit of, of, of just common sense, it would only stand to reason, and I think there's a lot of people that agree, so this isn't just a Jimbo thing here. The Cardinals have been engaged so hot and heavy for so long with the, with the Miami Marlins over this that the one thing we know in all of this, and this is not a, a, a debate, this is a fact, the Marlins love our prospects, and they are in love with Alcantara, okay? We've known all along that if Stanton didn't work out, it, it seemed like Ozuna or Yelich would be a logical choice for the next domino to fall. Um, and we've also known because of the control and all the types of things that go on that the package 
dealt to them was not going to get any smaller. So therefore, prospects are going to get traded. What I was curious about, there's a lot of back and forth, and it seems to me it's been really interesting. And Mo, I know you've been monitoring this on Twitter. It's been interesting how, for a while, it seemed like Ozuna was the guy. And now, for some reason, everybody's on Yelich for a variety of reasons. So I thought I would put it out there last night on on Facebook, asking our friends and listeners to comment on which of the two they really preferred. And it was really all over the board, and there were a lot of great reasons. So I want to thank all of our listeners that jumped in in our conversation on Facebook last night. It was awesome. We appreciate it. A lot of valid points, but people have a lot of thoughts. They, Some people think Yelich it doesn't have the power that Ozuna is going to have. Some people think Ozuna could be a flash in the pan and Yelich uh, uh, plays out longer term. Uh, the big thing for some people, Yelich is signed to a longer contract. Ozuna's got two years. He's a Scott Boris guy. So there's a lot at play here. But the reality at the end of the day is, what's the best move for the Cardinals on the field? So... Here's what I'm going to do. First off, I'm going to give you my quick opinion, who I want, and then we're going to get Benji's, and then Mo, we're going to let you kind of attack it from the analytical standpoint. You can be selfish and tell us who you want, but obviously we want to hear from you the why it makes more sense to go one way or the other. Sound good? Sure. Okay, so right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that I've went back and forth on this in my head a thousand times over. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to – I'm. I don't care which one we get. I really don't. I see the reason for both. I really do. In the end, if we walked away with either one of them, I would not be unhappy. I've liked Yelich. I don't think I, – I mean, here's the deal. Neither one of them are Stanton, right? So let's not compare them to Stanton. See, I hate when we do that. Well, he's not going to be Stanton. Well, of course he's not going to be Stanton. Who would be Stanton, right? There's a couple guys in the league, maybe. So, therefore, let's treat it like it is. Would either one of them make us better? I think they would. So, therefore – if either one of these guys was patrolling center field or, or be that as it may, right field, however you want to look at it, for the St. Louis Cardinals next year, I would be happy. i got to be honest with you. I, so I'm not even going to pick one, which is odd for me. Benji, I'm going to turn it over to you. Which one of the two would you prefer? I prefer Osuna, even though I like Yelich. You know, I, like you said, you know, Yelich is a very, very good, good player. Uh, and then... One of our best hitters in our generation, Barry Bonds, he said that Yelich could win a batting champ every year. Uh, that's how good he thinks he is. I know he had a 280 or so like that batting average last year. I know that, but um, but Barry Bonds speak highly of him and coming from him, you know. So, uh, but I, I like Osuna. I think the productions and numbers and RBIs, you know, 120 or 100 and some 20 or something, and then. The 90 year runs and I mean 300, 312. I mean 102. I mean all the numbers that you can put. And I was checking them out, you know. And uh, I think for me, Osuna would be the best fit for the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, that'll that'll hit on on Cardinal fans' hearts because Piscotty and and Grichik and you know and the whole the whole outfielders that we have, they'll have to wait now. And but I think. With Osuna, that lineup changed uh, tremendously. Just with that, just with that guy. All right, Mo, let's turn it over to you. I think um, it's obvious Benji likes Ozuna just a little bit better than Yelich, um, and I think Benji's kind of like me. If we got Yelich, I don't think he'd be unhappy, but he likes Ozuna better. Why don't you tell us who you like, and I know your why will be from an analytical standpoint. 
Uh, so I prefer Yelich, and the reason why is he's just more projectable. Uh, he is a more consistent bat in terms of, of what he can produce. Um, uh, Ozuna, up until about the middle of last year, was a below-average league hitter in terms of weighted runs created plus, which is a, st- a stat we've gone back to a few times over recent weeks. Um, yes, he had a 142 weighted runs created plus this year, which puts him in the elite club. He did have an elite season, but it's his only one. You know, last year he was a 106 weighted runs created hitter. The year before that, he was down to 92. Uh, just two years ago, they sent him to AAA uh, because of the way he was hitting. So he was having some Steven Piscotty type issues uh, not too long ago. Uh, Christian Yelich is a projectable bat. He's averaged a 121 weighted runs created plus over the last five years. That's going back all the way to 2013. Um, he's never produced a below average season. He's a more complete player. He has never had a 2020 season in the same season, but he has hit 20 home runs and he has stolen 20 bases in separate seasons. So to me, Christian Yelich projects a lot like Tommy Pham, and a lot of people love Tommy Pham. They love what he brings to the table, and that's a lot what Christian Yelich brings to the table. He can get you that 2020 season um, while hitting 300. He's a career 290 hitter. He's hit 300 just two years ago. Uh, he had 298 uh, last year and 282 in 2017. So he can do this. He can anchor a lineup. He's not going to provide 37 home runs, uh, and that's what Ozuna did in 2017. But before that, his career high was 23. And the thing I want to get back to on Ozuna is, you know, his home run to fly ball rate, which is the amount of balls that he hits in the air that go out of the ballpark, increased 8% in 2017. But yet his career, his, his fly ball percentage overall went down 3%. So what that shows me is he got a little lucky in terms of some of his fly balls leaving the ballpark. So if we see that regress back to, you know, say 28, 29, 30 home runs, is that going to, you know, is what he brings to the table that much different than Christian Yelich's 20, 22 home runs? You know, uh, I just, I think Yelich is the more complete player. I think he's the safer pick. And I think he's a left-handed version of what Tommy Fan brings to the table. Interesting. Hey, Jim, I got Go one, ahead, Benji. I got one little. Go ahead. I, I just want to say one thing. Um, uh, I, I hear you. I hear. I hear what what you know. Most saying, I I I got it. You know, and and it, it makes sense. Uh, either way, it's okay. But if we're gonna go by that by that deal, I think we have to put there uh, Tommy Fan because he's done it once. Uh, and then we have to go back and do the same with Paul DeJohn. He's only done it once. We don't know what is going to happen. And we discussed this a couple of shows. Uh, we don't know what he's going to do because he's done it one time. So, uh, and then Wong, I, I think he's only had one good year uh, myself, I, I, I think. Um, and then we go around the whole league, Mustakas, you know, he's been really bad for, you know, have rough years and all of a sudden he takes off so it's the same you know like just because one year I mean we 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 us we're counting on those guys doing the same numbers that's why I pick Osuna right if you tell me about a player that is going to be better for five years instead of one or two I'll pick the guy that's five years better player but we uh, the reason I picked Osuna was just because counting on him to do 
the same numbers or close, obviously for two, three, four years, whatever, that's why you pick Osuna, right? But um, there's a lot of kids out there, including including Adrian Beltran, uh, Beltre, which went from doing nothing to a contract year, playing great. And then all of a sudden he didn't do nothing for two years and then playing contract year, bam, 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 he did good. So, I mean, a lot of players are like that. But the reason I picked Osuna was because, obviously, counting that he does the same over the years, not because he's going to not do it, you know? Go ahead, Mo, your yeah, thoughts. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think and that's totally fair. And a lot of scouts and a lot of, uh, you know, people people have said that Ozuna could be the next Jonas Cespedes, and that's the type of hitter he's going to be. And, and if that's if he continues to hit the way he did in 2017, then that would be a great trade. You know, you're, you're only getting two years out of him, and then who knows what's going to happen. That's that's another reason why I just I don't I don't know if he fits because of that. You know, you don't know what you're getting for sure, and you're only getting two years. I think there's a lot of risk involved there, a lot of unnecessary risk. If you can get Yelich instead, who gives you that controllable bat, who you know what you're getting out of him every single year. Um, I think right now that's what the Cardinals need. Uh, I don't think that they need to take a risk on a guy who they're only going to get two years out of because you know he's going to free agency as a Boris client. So it's not like it's someone they're going to be able to uh, woo for a year and then extend him. So uh, I think the the contract is gorgeous with Yelich. I think it fits their needs. And I also think it, it doesn't damper the payroll to the point where, you know, we can talk about Donaldson and Machado next season, next off season. And that's, that's, people can call that fantasy land all they want, you know. But if you get someone like Yelich, who's a proven hitter with a team-friendly contract, who you can put in whatever position in the outfield, you know, you can get by this season and, and still have a successful season and still have a lot of options next season in terms of uh, where, what you want to do with your corner infielders. You know, I'm going to throw... You know, Mo... Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, I Benji. Question for I got a question for Mo, because if we're going to, you know, talk about that area where Mo brought it up, um, it's really interesting because um, then I don't want Hosmer, because Hosmer has had, what, maybe maybe one good year last year and then okay the past years, and then uh, bring me Jose Abreu. Which he's only he's only hit 36, 30, 25, 33 homers, and all those years he has more than 100 RBIs, he had more than 30 doubles, 43 last year, uh, things like that, you know. So uh, these guys more consistent. He hits 300, and and a lot of people don't like him, but I bring me these guys instead of Hosmer. Uh, I think. What do you think? It's Hosmer or Abreu because. If it's what you say, Abreu has been doing it for four or five years already, man. He's going for what Albert did, so that's pretty crazy. And and Hosmer has not. Uh, yeah, I think there was a report this morning that the White Sox has backed off on the Jose Abreu talks for now. Um, I know that that could just be, you know, leverage. But I I was curious as to how serious the White Sox were about trading him anyway. You know, he's a lot of the a lot of the reason they're doing this rebuild. You know, they got Robert and those guys coming who were inspired by him being there. So I'm not so sure Chicago is really willing to do that. I think it's more likely he stays there and then they extend him and he becomes their DH as he gets older, you know, as a mentor no, for the no. younger guys. I, 
I was asking you, like, what do you think? I mean, I know he might not go. Of course, he might not. They might not let him go. Sure. He's a consistent guy. But, I mean, like, what do you think on that? Because Hosmer or him, Hosmer only had one good year. You don't know what he's going to be next year either. Because oh, that it's... one good year, he's had a couple okay years, but not like he did this year is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, uh, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, for me, it's not close. It's Abreu over Hosmer. Uh, that's that's that really you're you're spot on there. I would much rather have Jose Abreu than Eric Hosmer at first base. Well, the the interesting part of this whole conversation is sometimes, as as the man says in the song, um, we can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you just might find you get what you need. So, when it comes to this whole thing, I think the interesting thing here is. We have made it a Yelich versus Ozuna conversation. I'm not 100% sure Miami's going to say is going to trade Yelich, and this is why. If you look at the situation, they're going they are completely jumping through all these hoops, right? To do what they're doing. You brought it up, Mose, and and Benji, I know you know this cuz we talked about it. Yelich has a great contract. And Ozuna is 2 years away from Scott Boris free agency. I I just don't even see him offering Yelich, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think they would make you blow them. I think they would make you give them more than you were going to give them Stanton and prospects to get Yelich, or I think you would have to take some other contracts to get Yelich. I think Ozuna's a realistic target because of the two years and out deal. I mean, you guys, I mean, your thoughts, Benji, and then we'll get Mo's thoughts. Well, I think it's going to be hard. Yeah, you're right. You got it right on it. Um uh, and and like Mo said, you know, soon it's going to be two years, and who knows? You know, he might lose, and, and then you lose all your prospects. So, I don't know. I, You know, either guy, it's good for me. I, I like both of them. Obviously, I like the production of Zuna, that if he can keep up doing that for years, at least this next two years, and we have him, he's going to help us. And who knows? Maybe he'll sign with us back uh, after those two. But nobody knows. But there's more guys out there uh, that we can count on, and, and our lineup could be better, you know, with, with the other guys. It doesn't have to be these two guys at all, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mo, your thought? So uh, you hit the nail on the head there with the bad contracts thing. I think if if you want Yelich, yeah, it's going to take some prospects. It'll probably take the same prospect as Stanton, but Miami's going to make you take Ziggler, and they're probably going to make you take Prado. And I don't have an issue with either one of them. Yeah, Ziggler didn't have a great season last year. I get it. But I'm willing to take on those contracts and those two players to get a guy like Yelich for the package, You know, especially if it's a similar package to what you're giving up for Stanton. You hit it on the nail there with taking bad contracts. They'll be willing to give rid of Yelich if you can absorb some of those contracts from them because that's the only way they're going to get rid of them. You know, and if it wasn't for Wee and Chen being injured still, that's another bad contract they'd be trying to get rid of. So, yeah, I don't think they want to get rid of Yelich. He's a marketable player. He's a controlled player. He's a guy that they can center around for their next rebuild. But honestly, if they can absorb a bunch of contracts from him, I think they're willing to get rid of him. And, and I have no issue with St. Louis taking on like a Ziggler and a Prado because Prado is Jerko, you know, they're very similar. And I think they could then flip Jerko for something else, you know, whether it be a reliever or whatever. And then they'd have Martin Prado for the next two years as well. So I, I have no issues with a deal like that. I think that's about the only way you could get a deal for Yelich. Um, I do agree that getting a Zuna by himself is probably a little easier, but if you want Yelich, there is a path to it and it's probably taken on bad contracts. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it, and you know, uh, you know, Benji's talked uh, both on the air and off the air that he really likes Martin Prado. I like Martin Prado. Martin Prado can hit. I don't know that he's got the power that Jerko has, but I think he's a consistent hitter. And I got to tell you. You make yourself awful good if that guy's batting second for you. I can tell you that because we have some pieces that are batting second that could help us batting third in front of if you did get, you know what I'm saying, if you did go that route. You could do you could do some interesting things there, and I'd be curious to see how that whole thing played out. I, I, I like I, I like Prado, I think Prado is a way better hitter than Jericho, way better hitter. There's not even close. The only thing, obviously, Jericho might have is the power. Um, but the way Jerko strikes out and the higher level, uh, the only thing that scares me about Prado is the injuries. He's been injured the past, what, three years, I think, or past two years. And uh, I think that's what scares me to get him over here. It's the same with Carlos Gonzalez. He's a free agent. You know how good a left-hander, home run hitter, RBI machine guy would be in a Cardinal uniform? I mean, in the right field, you put him out there every day. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez is legit superstar level, man. And if we can get him and put him in in right field, I understand the only thing that obviously everybody's looking at is how hurt he is, uh, his injuries, and and can he play? You know, can he be on the field? You know, that's the only thing that's uh, worry about him. But if we can get him healthy and leave him out there a full year, last year he had a tough year, but I think he was dealing with a bunch of injuries. But if we can have him off season to train and have him healthy, uh, ease up on him in spring training, have him healthy for the season, man, you imagine a left-hander Carlos Gonzalez hitter in our lineup? Come on, man. That's got to be excited for everybody. Uh, Mo, I think you've put some stuff out there on Cargo. I, you like him as a bounce-back player, don't you? Yeah, I do. I sure do. Uh, he found his swing in the second half, and he's got one of the most beautiful swings in all of baseball, and it's something that I think is going – he's still going to age well because of, he's got that He's got that good swing. He's got great mechanics. As long as his health holds up, I think he's going to bounce back just fine. Um, I think he was having some – apparently there was reports he was having some sleeping issues and stuff in the first half of the season uh, in 2017 that was causing him a lot of problems. Then he had some swing mechanical issues and whatnot that he seems to have figured out. So uh, based on his second half, I would be more than willing to give him a one- or two-year deal if that's the route they wanted to go. Yeah, I look at it. I, again, there's a lot of different things we could do. I, you know, the thing for me with moving on from Stanton is that I think what we've what we found is is that there's a lot of different avenues they could go. They're in on a lot of people. Um uh, Mose, I know we're up against your time that you need to go. There's a lot of, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. And I might be putting you on the spot here because I, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you about this. I was just curious. I, I got to tell you, there's some level-headed people out there. And, again, I, I don't even care. I mean, I'm I'm not ha- – I, 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 but there's a lot of people want to know what in the hell we're doing signing a guy from Japan. I mean, we're supposed to be supposedly really aggressive this offseason and trying to get players – this screams cardinal move, and I, I got to tell you, I I have no idea. I don't even know where to begin with this signing of this pitcher. I I mean, we have a we have a fan that listens to the show that I mean, he is ready to march on Bush Stadium because he's so upset over this. It's going to be in our Twitter questions. So, I, I mean, really, I, I, this is a good question for you. Any thoughts on Miles Mikolas that 
that would lead us to believe that this is better than what any of us might think it is? Uh, so from the video I've seen, a lot of his a lot of his stuff that he developed in Japan looks great. You know, uh, John Mazalek had an interview last night on KMOX. I don't know if you caught it or not. I did. Um, it's It sounded like the Cardinals wanted to go a lot longer with him in terms of their contract. So, uh, you know, I honestly am not quite sure. Um, I, I don't know what to think of it exactly yet. I think it's going to be kind of a wait and see. But, man, if the front office and the scouts really, truly believe that this guy's the real deal, then, you know, we thought the same thing when they signed O. You know, none of us knew who he was. And his very first year with St. Louis, he was one of the most effective relievers in all of baseball. So I think it's kind of a wait and see. Uh, I, I think this was their this was their pitcher signing, though. You know, I don't think there's going to be a Darvish or an Arietta or anything we imagine there. I think they're going to, they're going to do a lot of things. And Gersh had another interview where he talked about the relievers that they would be signing will probably be guys that we've never heard of or that, you know, that we're not too familiar with. So it looks like they're going down some different roads this offseason. And, you know, it's totally up to them. But I'm not quite sure about this deal. I think he looks like he could be a good pitcher, you know, from the video I've seen of him over in Japan. It sounds like he was very successful over there. He developed a lot of his pitches over there. And the biggest thing was his control. He isn't walking anyone. Like his his walk rate is unreal over in Japan. And I know that that's like a minor league system and whatnot, but I think it's a wait and see. I think if by July next year, you know, we uh, we find out whether or not he's any good. Uh, Benji Molina, your your th- I mean, Mo, do you need to go? Do we need to let you out of here before we comment? Yeah, I do got to get going here, but uh, I, I will listen to Benji's follow-up uh, when you get the podcast posted. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you as we do every Thursday coming on. I know you're dealing with a, with a little one over there with, with some sniffles maybe. Um, good luck to you and your family. Take care of them, and uh, uh, thank you so much as we appreciate each week you coming on and giving us bow ties and sweaters where uh, analytics meet the eye test. Thank you, Mo. No problem. See you guys later. Uh, Benji, you want to follow up? I mean, I, again, I, I don't even know how you follow up on a guy that it's hard to really know much about. But the, to me, you know, this was supposed to be an aggressive offseason where we went out and got some really proven talent. And they still may do that. I'm not saying they're not. It's just, And maybe it's the timing. You know, we haven't done some of the big things we need to do, and we do this, and, man, it just screams cardinal to me. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where – like, I'm like you. I don't know where to start. Um like I said before, I I hope that he pitches the way they the way they sign him. I, I really do hope so. I hope that fifteen million dollars to a guy that were in Japan um, for two years, obviously. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't want to criticize the uh, the ownership or whatever they do because they have a plan, of course. But uh I got I got no idea what they're doing on this one. I I like the kid. I coached him in 2014 in Texas. Uh, he had the skills. I tell you what, he had he had he had skills. He could pitch, but in the same time, we he had a rough time in the major league. So I think uh, we have to wait and see how he plays out. And uh, if he if he pitches the way he pitches in Japan, and he's throwing over there really good, so hopefully. You know we can we can get that production out of him and and be good. But 
Uh, and if they're not going to sign anybody, but like Mo said, you know, like if they're not going to sign anybody after these in their rotation, uh, oh, man, I, I don't know. God be with us, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's going to be hard if we don't have one good arm in the starting. Well, now we won't, so I don't think so. And then if if you're if we're going that way in the bullpen too, oh, man. Um, I don't even want to think up. I just hope that whoever comes in do the job. That's all I'm praying for. Well, I agree, and like I said, I I don't even want to comment on this to be honest with you. I'm dis- again. I could the guy could be great, and and I'll and I'll be like, but I'm just kind of like whatever. I'm uh, there are bigger fish to fry, and and again, I I guess you know you hear rumors and you get yourself kind of geeked up about some things, and I and I'm standing pat by what I said. I think there's bigger things coming, so I'm happy about that, but. You know, again, this is this is not what I was was hoping for. And again, what do I know? I mean, the 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 real smart people over there may look at me and go, "Well, that's why you're doing a podcast. Just let us run our pro, let us run our run our franchise." I think we got a pretty good track record. So I will I will defer. Yep. The, the reason they they get to make the decision doesn't mean they're smarter than anybody. Okay, don't don't get that mixed up. You know. Just because they get to make the decision doesn't make them smarter than whoever you want to call. You know, they're not smarter. They're just needs to make a decision. And at that time, they made a decision, and this is the one decision they think is the best for the team. But I don't. I don't believe in. Okay, they make the decision. I. I know you didn't say that. I'm just saying, like to the fans, you know, like don't don't for one second think that they're smarter than anybody because they made the decision no they have to make the decision that's what they're there for but that doesn't make them smarter you know that doesn't make the smartest move that doesn't make that that's the great move that we need it you know well we shall see like i said i don't you know i could go i just i'm ready i, I don't even want to think about mikolas because there's so much more to go so much so many more miles to go with different things and that's kind of what the show's been about today is moving on um, again, I'm excited about years, it, and we'll see what happens. How many years Wainwright has left? Th- this is it. See, that's what they're probably counting on then, because if they're if they're counting for him to fight for a spot and and be a fifth or a fourth, um, they're counting on not having Wainwright after this year, I guess. Well, we'll shall see. Like I said, I don't, you know, we got, we got, the, one of these questions here is, is, is for us is going to deal with us, and we'll come back to that. Um, I want to thank Mo for coming on again. Um, bo, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, bow ties and sweaters with Mo's algorithm where analytics meet the eye test is brought to you every Thursday by our good friend who is not here today, uh, Steve Flowers and his wonderful wife, Emily, from Supreme Lending. We're going to hear from Steve now and his wonderful wife, uh, take a 30-second break. Remember about the contest Steve-O has going? You can get two tickets for opening day. Um, I was touting. Hopefully you'd see uh, John Carlos Stanton come out of the tunnel in the back of a truck. I'm still convinced you're going to see some really good new players come out of, uh, in the back of that truck. We shall see. But that's what we've done here today is turned our attention to uh, our plan A. It's going to be our plan A going forward here. So let's hear from Steve and his wonderful wife, Emily. And when we get back, we're going to start in on the uh, our ter- two birds on a bat Twitter polls. And of course, our, our, uh, our, I'm sorry, our two birds on a bat questions. And of course, we'll get to our Twitter poll of the week. See you guys on the other side of the break. Hey, Cardinals fans. This is Steve and Emily Flowers with Supreme Lending. 
When we're not watching our Redbirds chase another world championship, we're helping buyers finance their dream home. That's right. Whether you're a first-time home buyer looking for down payment assistance or an experienced buyer looking for your next move, you deserve the best. So call us now at 618-655-0483. We have all the bases covered when it comes to your next home loan. FHA, USDA, VA, and conventional. We do it all here at Supreme Lending. Homeowners, with our refinance programs, you could lower your rate, get cash out to consolidate debt, or even remodel that bathroom, kitchen, or the outdoor space you've been dreaming of. The bases are loaded in your favor here at Supreme Lending. Call us at 618-655-0483 or visit us online at steveflowers.supremelending.com or search us on Facebook at Steve and Emily Flowers-Supreme Lending. Go Birds! All programs and terms are subject to change without notice and subject to underwriting approval. Supreme Lending NMLS 2129 is not affiliated with a government agency. Steve Flowers, NMLS 227652. Emily Flowers, NMLS 1256327. Missouri Company Registration 17-2156. Branch NMLS ID 1453720. Located at 361-1 Richardson Square Drive, Suite 200. Equal housing lender. Great stuff as always, and appreciate Steve and Emily and everything they do for the show. Don't forget about the contest. You can be at opening day with two tickets, along with a note from Benji Molina telling your boss, teacher, mom, dad, whoever you need it for, that it's okay for you to miss whatever it is you had that day, because opening day in St. Louis is a holiday, my friends. Um, I want to go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up. I'm going to do the Twitter poll, because we've really already covered it. So I just want to get the Twitter poll out of the way, because uh, it's kind of on the heels of the conversation, the Ozuna versus the Yelich. And I do appreciate all the Facebook comments and posts. All great comments, all great thoughts. Again, I'm going to say this. I don't think you could go wrong either way. I understand the Yelich contract situation. I personally like the, the Ozuna power and ability to drive in runs that he's shown that he can do. Um, I get the Yelich and the upside. I, again, I don't know that the Cardinals could go wrong either way there. So, therefore, i I got to be honest, I don't really care, but I will tell you who I voted for. So let's get to that Twitter poll. Um, and, of course, our Twitter poll is brought to you by another uh, one of the arms of the Innovated Companies, uh, Innovated Heating and Cooling, which is under that umbrella. Don't forget our friends at Innovated Heating and Cooling. They handle new construction, full replacement HVAC systems. They're a full-service department, residential, commercial, refrigerator and walk-in coolers, ductwork, preventative maintenance. They do the sheet metal fabrication and, of course, any inspection violations you may have. Contact your friends at Innovated Companies for the Innovated Electric Arm underneath their umbrella. They're fully licensed, bonded, and insured, 35-plus years experience, second-generation craftsmanship. Okay, the Twitter poll, Benji, was very simple. If, and that's a big if, I don't think it's a big if anymore. When I, when I typed this, I thought it was a big if. I don't think it's a big if anymore. We don't get Stanton. Which Marlins outfielder do you prefer the Cardinals target? And uh, the options were obviously Ozuna and Yelich. Um, I personally voted for Ozuna. I think I voted for Ozuna because I think that's more realistic because I think in my heart I really don't care. Uh, Benji, I think you're on record as also voting for Ozuna, correct? Yes, I think it's a better it's a better thing if, like we were saying, like, if he stays the way he is, if he if he hits the way he did this year, um, obviously I go with Osuna. I mean those runs and uh those those runs batter in and, and the runs and the hits, um you almost have two hundred hits I think and I mean the double I mean everything, the whole production and I mean it's crazy. And I think he won the gold glove too, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, um yeah. I'll pick him over Yelich, even though I like Yelich too. So either one, I'm happy. But Ozuna, if he keeps if he keeps up, 
his productions, it'll be an easy pick. Yeah, he did. He won his first gold glove. So, yeah, that's all the way around. I, see, that's kind of my thing. You know, it's interesting. On the Twitter poll, it seemed like everybody wanted Ozuna a couple weeks ago. And then the Twitter poll, Yelich won uh, 59% to 41%. I think some of the cases that are being made by people out there are swaying people's opinion. And that's fine because really at the end of the day, I think some people voted for Yelich because of the contract situation because I do think you have to consider that as well. But I will say yeah, that, you have to give both. Sure, you but, have to. Yeah, but but, but I got, but, but at the same time, go ahead. If 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 Osuna con, con, continues to perform the way he performed, that's the way I went with right. Because if you're gonna trade for a guy, you don't trade a guy to say, oh, okay, he's gonna go down on production. No, you trade a guy because you want him to perform and do well for you. That's what I think. So. Um, but but Yelich is not a bad idea, and like you said, if he's, if the people are talking about contracts and situations and things like that, yeah, that that makes sense. But but if not production wise, I I rather have a Ozuna. Absolutely, and again, I, I'm I'm going to say this. I won't. I, I I honestly, if you know, obviously, I think that I think we're closer than further away to being told Stanton's out for us and we're moving on. Um, if we, by time we do the show Monday, um, and I'm excited about the fact that it sounds like we're going to have Craig Mish on again next week from the winter meetings. Um, it's, I, I don't have it. Conf- we're, we're trying to make sure that can happen. He has basically said he wants to do it. He just wants to make sure he doesn't want to promise us something he can't deliver. But if you know, if he cops on here next Monday and says, guys, it's really looking like um, you guys are, are hot and heavy on Yelich or Ozuna, I, I won't be mad either way. I won't be disappointed. I Either one of them, I'll be happy with. To be, I, I've come around to where I think both of those are really good choices for us. Are they as good as Stanton? No. Will they help us? I do believe so. I really do. And again, this is sad to say, I'm just not a Piscotti guy. I'm just not. I just, I never was. I thought he was a pretty good player. I've just never. I, people talk about last year, guys. I'm telling you, this started the year before. Okay, and I only know because I'm in this reality league here. I had him on my team. His last two months of the year before were awful. They have figured it. He cannot lay off the low and away slider, guys. He's like, he can't do it. He works on it, and he's okay for a game or two, and then he just eventually can't lay off it. Again, just my opinion, and it's only because I watched him so intently because I was frustrated. But the reality of it is, I think we can upgrade, and I think that's where we upgrade over both Grichik and Piscotty. I'm ready to move on. I see them moving Piscotty and keeping Grichik as the fourth outfielder. That's what I see. Okay, so I, uh, the only thing that we can do, Jimbo, is very easy. If, if we have Piscotty, we're going to find out, right? Oh, sure. If, he, if he's in right field and he, he was given that big money, he should play. If he's still with the club, he should be our right fielder for next year because of the money or whatever. So we'll find out. We'll find out, and they'll find out what, what we've been talking about and if it's true or not, you know? Oh, we're going to find out. You're right. But anyway, thanks, for everybody, for participating in our Twitter poll once again. Um, it was really it was a good one. We had over 500 votes. We appreciate everybody taking the time to vote in that. And, again, that's from our friends at uh, Innovated Electric. Thank you so much. Let's move on to our Twitter questions. Again, another one of the arms under the Innovated Companies. Um, uh, this one, um, don't forget our friends over there. 
Uh, this is the actual electric car, and the other one was heating and cooling. Uh, new construction panel changes, full service upgrades. Uh, they'll take care of your fixtures and devices. They're a full service department and do exterior and interior lighting. They also do a lot of energy management systems, which is a, which is a big thing now as people try to cut costs. Don't forget Innovated Companies Arm, Innovated Electric, fully licensed, bonded, and insured, 35-plus years of experience. I'm going to go to the first question. Um, I enjoy this guy. We've gotten into it once or twice on Twitter. We actually, I think, have a fondness for one another and our differences. I actually appreciate his passion and um, find myself agreeing with him sometimes. I think he finds himself agreeing with me sometimes, but we're never going to see eye to eye all the time because he is a he is all in 100% on numbers, and that's fine. Um, but he's passionate, man, and I love him, and that's William Bernard, and he's uh, Will Skywalker B. So, therefore... Um, he is the guy I was referring to earlier. He is beyond pissed that the Cardinals have even gave a roster spot to Miles McCullough. Much McCullough, much less said he's going to get. I mean, let's not even talk about the fact that they basically given him a spot in the rotation. He doesn't even think this guy deserves a roster spot. I think he feels the same way I do because we're a team that needs things, and to go this feels like a reach to me. It really does. I, I, I felt like Dexter Fowler was a desperate signing last year, and again, Dexter's fine. But it felt desperate to me. This feels desperate to me. This feels like we – but, again, what do I know? I mean, this guy may come in and, and, and win 13 games and have a three-point ERA and pitch 200 innings, and if everybody says, well, that's what they brought him in to do, okay, great. I just – I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. And, again, what the hell do I know? I'm like everybody else. What do we know? But he has the question, and, Benji, I think it's, 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 it, it kind of falls to you because you've caught a staff before. And he says, I think the Cardinals have to get another starter. Contenders don't have Miles Mikolish as their two or three starter. Thoughts on the state of this rotation? You've got C-Mart, then question mark after question mark. If you're a catcher going into this season, Benji, obviously you feel really good about Carlos Martinez, right? You really do. But then he's right. When you look behind Carlos Martinez right now, you're sitting there going, okay, I really like what Luke Weaver did in most of his starts last year. He sure looks like a good starter. But, you know, we'll see. I love Wayno. Everybody loves Wayno. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I have a hard time. And I know that he wound up having something done. But, golly, it, when you're out there throwing max effort and you're touching 83, something's wrong. And I'm not quite sure surgery fixes that. Whatever. What do I know? Then you get into this guy is supposedly there. And then... Michael Waka, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I see where he's at on this question. If you were the catcher going into that season, how confident are you? I, I don't know, man. I don't know unless I cast the guy. I don't. I won't be. It's not that I don't trust what their what their abilities are at all. You know, because I do. Obviously, they're there for a reason. But like you just mentioned, I thought Wainwright by these time of his career he's a fifth starter and that's not disrespecting Wayno. that's just what it is at this time of his career he he is a fifth starter i mean he deserves a spot or at least a try a, a fifth spot then you bring a guy and you say that maybe for death well for death means a fifth starter or maybe reliever so now we got two fifth starters in our pitching staff and and then you got uh, Carlos Weaver Waka. I love Waka. I mean, I think he's going to turn it around. You know, I I I know that. I I know he's going to turn it around and pitch. When you throw 98 miles an hour with a great changeup, um, I think you you got the upright. And you're young, so 
I like him. But when you add those two guys together, you have two five starters, right? I mean, unless unless these guys come out and Wayno comes out and in and, and a great health and he pitches great in the spring training and then Nicholas pitches like a number two guy, uh, I wish and I want that. But the confidence comes from doing instead of just looking in the paper and saying, wow, this guy is going to be our guy. It's kind of hard to see, but it, they the Cardinals have more problems than than we think. You know, Flaherty is a good pitcher, but he might not be there in the end because he might be in the packet. So, who do we have? You know, that's why I said we need we need a starter, an A starter, not not a C or or a maybe. You know, a guy that you know I don't I don't I don't want to dug anybody, but but anyways, we we don't need a, a two five starters. We need a number one anchor guy that goes. I mean, see everybody out there. Look at the winning teams. Who who the winning team had? They had a one-two punch. Can we say that about the Cardinals? Yes, Weaver's a great pitcher, yeah, and Waka is a great pitcher. Wainwright, I love Wainwright. I love uh, Flaherty. Can we say the Cardinals have a one-two punch right now, Jimbo? Well, I I think a lot of our listeners. No, are... can we say? that the Cardinals have a one-two punch. Well, I'm not going to say they do. I'm going to say that our fans that are listening to this show right now are going, what are you guys talking about? What about Alex Reyes? That's what they're saying right now. What you, you guys are well, crazy. Reyes We've got hurt. Alex Reyes. Reyes is hurting. I wish he wasn't because he was a stud, and he could help us in the bullpen or he can help us in the starting position. But he's hurt. You don't know how that guy is going to come until later. But I'm saying with what we have right now, you cannot say that uh, that uh, Grinky and the kid that pitched great for Robbie the, Ray for the uh, Robbie Ray, yeah, yeah, Ray, Ray. That you cannot say that uh, Verlander um, and Keuchel. I know where you're going with this, and you're dead yeah. on. You're dead on. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Can we say that as a fan that we have that? No, we cannot say that. I love the Cardinals. I love their pitching. I really do love Weaver. I love Waka. Um, and then all the Southern, what, I mean, we needed that anchor guy that can help Carlos, too, you know. So, anyways, now we're stuck in, in, in back in what we're talking about, you know, with, with Mikolas. And, I mean, I hope that he pitches great, like a number one or number two. I hope Wainwright come back and, and do well. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's a lot of wait and see. Great question from a, from a good guy that I'm glad is a is a is a fan of the show and and likes to get yeah. engaged with us. So thank you for doing that. Uh, let's have some fun with a couple questions here. Um, one of these is a is a really neat question because I loved this guy and this is going to take us back a little bit. Um, at uh, or Jeff Niehaus, um underscore fly the L underscore. As a kid, Tony Pena was one of my favorite Cardinals, but I've always wondered how did his relatively unique crouch style help him defensively. Uh, or was it just a comfort thing? Did he only do it when runners weren't on base? You know, he's talking about the f- the 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 uh, familiar thing you associate with Tony Pena when he'd get all the way down on the ground and stick his leg out. Was that a comfort thing so that he could save his legs, or what do you think, Benji? That's no, that's got nothing to do with comfort thing. That got zero to do with resting or whatever. That had to do with a couple things. That had to do with getting the first of all getting the pitcher down in the zone because the glove can get lower and he, a pitcher can have a, a, a view of, um, uh, of a better down angle on the slider or, or a fastball that he doesn't want the pitcher to miss down the middle. So 
And then the second thing that you do that for is to have a, a pitcher have a great visual of where to throw the ball. Remember, uh, our job, obviously, is to be smart behind the play, call the good game and all that, but it's also to make the, the pitcher feel comfortable. So that's one of the reasons why he did it. I bet you it's, uh, uh, from my knowledge, you know, you try to get the pitcher down. There's nothing wrong with going down on one knee. He, he only did it when nobody was on. Uh, and he doesn't have to block a ball. So it, it doesn't matter. It, it, it didn't hurt anything. So, uh, but, but the reason is try to get that pitcher down in the zone, making sure he doesn't miss. And plus, it's a visual for the pitcher. The pitcher looks at him, uh, and it has a better, better angle on the pitch he wants to throw. I know uh, my friends and I all loved him when we were younger. When, and this is when he was on the Pirates. Whenever we'd play corkball or something, we would all catch like that. We would all sit back there and get down, and we loved it. And then when he was traded to the Cardinals, we were so excited because we thought, holy cow, we got Tony Pena. I remember a game, and you're right, he only did that when there was nobody on. But he would occasionally do it if there was a guy on first that was no way was stealing, like, you know, like a guy that just doesn't run. And the guy ran, and he threw him out at second. And everybody loved it, and it was a great it was a great thing. Like, we remembered seeing it. But he was the first guy I ever saw throw a guy out from his knees. Um, him, the first two guys I remember doing it were him, and I'm sure other guys did it. But, you know, back then, you didn't get to see all the games on TV, and there was no sports center. But the first two guys I ever remember see do it were Tony Pena, and then I saw Benito Santiago do it. And I thought, holy cow, yeah. these guys got cannons for arms. It was. I just remember being a kid and thinking Tony Pena was awesome. Did you ever have a chance to meet him and yeah. talk to him about it? Oh, yeah. We, we always talk about it. I remember Jose played with him in, in the Yankees organization. And, and I know Tony from a long time ago. And he's a good guy. He's a very he's a baseball mind guy. He's like Okendo, you know. He has a brain, a crazy, crazy brain for baseball. So... Well, why he why he did? These guys had the skills, man. They weren't afraid of doing it. They had the skills too, you know, to back it up. They had the cannon. I bet you a guy that doesn't throw good to second base ain't gonna do that with runners on. Oh heck no! Because he doesn't have the skills. So these guys were. They knew what they had. They knew the confidence that they had, and plus they helped a lot of pitchers become really from average to really good. You know, so that's the, that's the whole key. Yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Great question, uh, Jeff. Thank you for that one. Last question of the day, and this will be a fun one. I, I think you've answered this before in a roundabout way, but uh, but our friend Will Salisbury, who was just on with us, and I thought wrote a great piece, and I know everybody really, really enjoyed it, and, and we got a lot of great comments on his segment too. Um, um, Will, KSDK, uh, again, writer for the KSDK. Um, his question to you directly, Benji, is is, <laughs> like I said, I think you've answered this. Leather to leather, who has the best arm of the catching Molina brothers? Um, if you ask me in 93, uh, Hosey, my brother Hosey has uh, the best ca- uh, catching arm. Uh, he lost it. I don't know what happened. He just became a little quicker and lost his uh, power on that. Um, but uh, Yaddy, of course, Yaddy uh, came up whenever, whenever you guys want to put him in the list. Uh, he took over uh, right when he became a catcher later on, like 17, 18. This guy was unbelievable and still is unbelievable. You guys are lucky to watch him for a long time behind the plate because um, I cannot say the story, but in the next show i got to tell you a story about about Johnny Bench and the Cincinnati Reds. So, uh, but remind me for next time. But, but man, Riyadi is the one that has the cannon here, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to leave all these listeners hanging. They're going to want to hear this Johnny Bench story because everybody knows who Johnny But we'll get to that next time. But you know what's hey, funny is – go ahead. There's a, there's a Cooper guy here that wants to know if we always talk smack to each other during our bats. Kevin Cooper. Yeah. And um, he said, do we, have, do, we, do we ever talk uh, smack? No, we respected each other. Maybe, maybe when the game was over, we gave a little – each other a little – a little something here and then and you know and drop it you know so we were very professional we, we didn't we that's not what we were about you know what i'm saying so we we never talk crap about ourselves or, or try to be on on somebody's nerves or something like that you know so no we didn't do that what was that like for you what was that like for you when your brother would step in the box and you were catching i mean did you treat i mean i, I know that you're probably going to say well hey you know i'm competing against him and this and that but Man, anybody that knows you knows your brother. As I, you know, as I've gotten to know him through you, and and I don't know Hosey as well, obviously because he's not around. But you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that family is everything to you guys. So I understand that you're competing, and I understand all that. But man, you guys are also human beings. I mean, what was that like competing against your brother? Um, competing against him was very tough. It was very. It was very, very tough. I think it's, uh, it's the way I put it. It's very easy. Like, you don't want him to fail at all in any moment on, on his life. You, don't, you want him to go four for four. But then, then the professionalism comes out, and, and you have to get him out because that's, you're catching Matt Cain or you're catching Lincecum, and you don't want Lincecum to give up a hit, no matter who's, who's hitting, right? So... It was a really tough situation. Uh, same when I played with Hosey against Hosey because I didn't want to. I didn't want to strike him out. I didn't want to get him to hit to a double play. I didn't want him to hit a fly ball. I wanted him to hit a home run. I wanted him to hit a double, but not against me because I'm representing the Giants and he's playing for the Cardinals. So it was a very weird. Uh, it was very happy to see him. Of course, he was very excited to play against him and know and watch him. Uh, from close, but to to play against him, it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, it's very tough, and uh, I just try to block it out. I said, you know what? I told him before the game, please, Yadi, just try to get me out. Try to get me out every <laughs> at bat because I'm, I'm I'm gonna get you out every at bat I can. So please, just keep it professional. Let's go. You try to get me out four times. I'm gonna try to get you out four times, and let's see what happens. But. But we were always professional, no, no problems, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, to follow up on the last question that we had, uh, I think people are going to be shocked to hear you. you. You mentioned Hosey is having a great arm, and then Yachty is obviously taking over that and then having an unbelievable arm still to this day. You don't mention yourself, but, but Benji, the reality of it is you were awfully good and won two gold gloves. Is that just you being humble or – do you really, or, or was, or was the great arm? Uh, you just didn't have it like your brother had. No, no, no. I had a good arm. I, I'm not saying I didn't. Uh, but you were asking who had the better. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I, I had, a good, I had a good arm, and I, I don't, I, I can't hide it. You know, I, I did good. You know, I had a good years and uh, one gold glove and all that. I did great, and I, I felt great all my career. I never had a problem with my arm, my whole career. So. I had a I had a, a a good arm, but talking about who had the best ones, the, my two brothers were 
were an amazing catchers, and they, I mean, uh, right now you put Hosey out there and he still be good. And, and Yadi, <laughs> you guys are seeing that every day, man. So I think it's it's just very simple. It, when you compare me to them, it's, it's not even close. Those guys are really, really good catchers, man. And and I'm not taking any anything away from me because I, I understand being honest. I had a good career, but when you're talking about those two guys in the family, man, they're really, really good. Well, that's a great question, Will. And again, to uh, to all of our listeners out there who've enjoyed some of this back and forth with Benji on maybe some of the personal stuff, I, I highly encourage you. Benji wrote a book about his family and the, the legacy um, left by his father and the importance of family. And if you haven't yet checked it out, which I know a lot of Cardinal Nation has, uh, you know, Molina, it's a great book. And by listening to the show, I think one of the coolest things about the whole thing is obviously we're all biased toward Yachty. We all know him to be a Hall of Fame catcher, and we've been blessed to have him all this time. The in- the most interesting thing I think you've ever said on this show and to me personally is that I think we all just assume from the beginning, you know, you guys were all catchers. Obviously, you weren't a catcher, and your story about getting signed as a catcher when you had never really caught was an unbelievable story, but you were never shy about saying that it looked like Hosey was going to be the best. You said that a thousand times yep. over. There's no doubt in your mind that when people were watching you guys when you were younger, Hosey looked like the real deal, like he was going to be the best of the best. If Hosey would have, if Hosey would have start um, his career hitting a little bit better, oh, he would have taken off. He would have taken off um, easy. It's just that he found himself trapping and not hitting so well, so he put pressure on himself, and then they put him as a backup, and he didn't like it, so he was fighting that thing, and uh, I think that's when he started going down, of course. But but if you see Hosey, man, holy crap, how good he was and how good uh, the catcher, how good a hitter he was before he started struggling. I thought he was going to be the one, man, taking off. But, you know, um, God has our ways, and this is the way he wanted it. So we enjoy it, you know. And, Jimbo, we have one more question before we go. Go ahead. Hit it. Dreezy Druster. Yeah, it's Dreezy our, that's our Druster. friend. Yeah, he does a great job and helps promote our show. What's he got for us this week? Oh, okay. He said, if we trade for Colome, would you rather try to package Longoria or Archer for them? Oh wow! I would take Archer. Right I would now. too. I don't, and I don't even think it's a question to be honest with you. I think it's, I think it's a no-brainer. Only because while I, we've had a large infatuation with Longoria here in St. Louis for quite some time. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you folks, I, I don't know that Longoria is really any better than than Jerko. So again, I always go with the two-player thing. So if you had to tell me that I could get Colome and Archer, I think Colome Archer. Okay, I think Colome Archer. And Jerko, because you got to add Jerko in because that's who would be replaced if you went the other way. Colome, Archer, and Jerko are going to way outperform and help the Cardinals more than Colome, um, Longoria, and whichever starter starts instead of Archer. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I think uh, I'll take Archer because that around our one-two punch guys. Uh, that we need, and Longoria is not a bad player. I'm, I know you're not a big fan of him, but Longoria had a good year last year, and he maybe he can bounce back. He's like Carlos, you know. Uh, he's being bothered by injuries, so maybe maybe a good off season put him in the top, and maybe he has a great year again. So he's not a bad he's not a bad deal. He's and he's a Gold Glove freaking third base too. So I mean, we'll be getting a lot a lot of good player on him, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess, right? 
Oh, yeah. And again, I, I uh, you know, they're all good. I'm, I'm not saying Longoria is not a good player. Like him. I'm just saying that, again, you ha- people never take into account the guy that you're replacing. It, it was like the Stanton thing. I had, a, I had a discussion with a guy. He said, you cannot tell me we wouldn't be better off going and getting two bats instead of just Stanton. And I said, it's not that simple. None of the two bats you could go get would realistically would outperform Stanton and the, the current Cardinal bat. That's my point. Okay? Hosmer and Moustakas are at the end of the day not going to be better than Stanton and Jerko or Stanton and Carpenter. It's not going to happen. They're just not. Now, again, you have to look at it. People never think about who you're taking out. The guys that we're replacing aren't awful. It isn't like the like Jerko's a 200 hitter with 10 home runs. Okay? Again, he's probably a 250 hitter with 20 home run potential. That's pretty much what Longoria has been. He might be a little bit better hitter and maybe have the opportunity to hit 25 homers. But he's not that much better than Jerko, so that's kind of my point, and that's where I was going with it. But that's a great question, and we appreciate him as always. And just like we appreciate the innovative companies and everything they do for our show, uh, check out all three of those uh, independent companies underneath that umbrella. They've made it easy for you. That's our friends at InnovativeCompanies.com. Of course, our friend Steve Flowers and his wonderful wife Emily and Supreme Lending, we want to make sure you check them out and take part in that contest. One last time, check us out at TwoBirdsOnABat.com. It's where you can do your shopping on Amazon for Christmas. We get a small referral. Just click that Amazon banner. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free there. Special shout-out again um, to all of our social media. Hit us up on Twitter. We are at BirdsOnABatShow. Our big ask of you is find us on Facebook. Simply type in Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Invite, click invite your friends. Invite all your friends. We would greatly appreciate it. Couldn't do the show and couldn't get the growth of the show without our friends and social media. Um, we'd be way remiss in not mentioning these people that have helped us grow the show. You guys love these pages. I pay attention to them. You're in there every day commenting on all the posts. So thank you. And, and we want to thank them for allowing us to be a part of what they publish. That starts with our friend Nate McHenry, RallySquirrel.com, the great page with over 100,000 uh, followers. Again, uh, we do the Rally Squirrel Report with Nate on Mondays. That'll be uh, uh, Nate is back this week after his two-week travels around the world doing what he does, and that's helping people. Um, happy to be a part of that. Check it out at rallysquirrel.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you too can be a member of the Rally Squirrel Club. Cardinals Nation and Cardinals 24-7. Looks like Chris Lawless is going to be calling in uh, Monday, I believe. Uh, it's either this Monday or next Monday. We're going to finally get him on a show. I've been begging him to come on. He does such a great job. All the fans in his uh, Facebook pages love him. He does such great work. Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7, don't forget that. Our newest member on board, uh, Mick Light with Art City Sports. And, of course, uh, uh, Everything STL Sports, those two guys, they do a great job. We appreciate them. Cardinal Freak's been with us all along. And, of course, St. Louis Cardinals Fans Unite. For everybody here at lineupmedia.fm, including our producers Brian Crock and producer Andrew Allen, uh, for myself, Jimbo, and, of course, Benji Molina that comes to you on the m 4 yachtycom hotline, we want to let everybody know, let's go Cards! Let's go Bert! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.